I just hit record and Molly is literally in the next room. Uh, sounds like she's exploding. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like cryptozoology. Is Molly actually fighting a ghost or something? Urban legends. She just flails on the bed wildly and just screams and yells. True crime. And is uh, are we all fighting ghosts all the time and we don't know it? Anything spooky related. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, listen, if this is... No. Every single week since Lindsay and I uh, did the sh- started the show, <laughs> Lindsay and I will both go somewhere separately. And the reason is because we research a topic uh, that's spooky. Lindsay will go to the store that sells books... <laughs> and I will go to the, the bookstore. Uh, you think oh, okay. you would think so. Right. And I will go to the store that sells food you can buy and like whatever else. Okay. And then we come back inside of our house and discuss what we've researched for the very first time with each and every one of you and each other. And this week, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to the ghost that is always fighting our dog. <laughs> I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to the monster that probably lives in our woods. Now, what makes you say probably? Well, because we're in the woods. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I think there's monster out there. Cool. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Great. Um, well, what I want to do really quick was also tell everyone uh, quickly about our wonderful friend and sponsor for the show, Native Language Clothing. They make wonderful hoodies and shorts and pants and cozy stuff. And they just sent us some stuff and they are as drippy as expected. They're super soft and they're super cozy as well. We got, what did we get? We got bright orange velour hoodies. We did. And some shorts. We did. Yeah, and they were very drippy and fun. (laughs) Super drip. So if you would like to have some fun, drippy clothing that you can lounge in or go strut your stuff, go to nativelanguageclothing.com or check out their Instagram, Native Language Co. Do some scrolling and some clicking. And then on checkout, you can add the discount code SPOOKYSPOUSES, all one word, all lowercase, and get 30% off your fun drip. Now, Lindsay, I want to talk about this with you and mostly everybody else, because you probably know what I'm going to say. We've... No. Guess what I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> you are excited about your topic. No. Well, okay. I mean, I am. Okay. Uh, that, yes. I am excited about my topic, but Lindsay and I, for the past two days, have been watching a show about people... Oh. Doing a cool obstacle course with <laughs> knives. And that seems like something that I could get into a little Is bit. Is it cool though? You said cool. Yeah, because it's 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 largely made up of dads who obviously have a fascination with knives and making knives. Right. And fighting with knives and just knives in general. Right. But I think I would do okay. But I think you would do better if you were to go through the obstacle course with a fun knife. I don't know anything about knives. Yeah, but you have enthusiasm and charisma, hmm. which I think would be fun for you. Yeah. I mean, I have the spastic attitude, mm-hmm. but I might hurt myself or someone else. You also have a can-do attitude. <laughs> yeah, but when you're trying to chop through an ice block, I mean, I don't know. I think you have to have some skill for that. I think you need skill. I think you need brute force, but I think above all, you need tenacity and willpower. Which yeah. I think you have. I think you would make a lot of really loud noises. Me? Yeah. Okay. You would go at it like way too aggressive and you'd make a lot of racket. Okay. And you'd probably yell really dumb stuff. What would, What do you think I would yell? Like, yeah, I would. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I would. And I know for sure I would do a lot of kicking. Yeah, you would probably kick for no reason. Um, You'd probably just <laughs> yell like maybe like, Steven. Okay. Before you hit something, and then you'd laugh, and then you'd cry. Cry? Oh, from like, laughing? Like, laugh, cry, yeah. Okay, yeah. Not I like, because you're emotional about it. <laughs> I might also cry at the very end upon, uh, upon completion. I think you would get very quiet, 
and very determined. I think you would have a very powerful, uh, determined, knife-wielding face. And I think you would actually do really well. I don't know. I don't know anything about knives. And I mean, I can show the anger. Yeah. I can bring... What is it? I can bring the um, the fury. You can bring the fury for sure. But other than that, I don't know. Now, there's one part. I'd hurt myself, I'm sure. You think so? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I get hurt on everything. Yeah, that's true. But there, yeah. Uh, there is one part of the thing where they have to chop through a chicken, not alive, and then a dead fish as well. And surprisingly, barely anybody can cut through a hanging dead fish. Yeah, well, my biggest pet peeve with the show is sometimes they have to cut through like a series of pineapples or onions or chicken (laughs) or fish. Like, and once they chop that all up, like there is like, what, five competitors each episode that chop through these things? Like, where do do you put the food? Like, you better not be wasting that food. It's already chopped in half for you. I hope that the producers of that knife show have some pigs on speed dial or some farm animals on speed dial and they're just giving them to the animals right because it's like a humongous fish like it's a gigantic i don't know what it is not like a tuna it's a salmon i think it's a big salmon yeah but it's like what a waste of food it is a waste of food you better be using that food i would if i were to do it i'd carry a backpack and i'd slice the fish and then put it in my backpack cool (laughs) or i would have a fanny pack and i would just smash it in the fanny pack and like i try to zip it and it would get caught on the fish well if you cut the fish a certain way and then take out the entrails then you can maybe have a fish fanny pack oh i could make make it really fishanny yeah a fishanny pack fishanny pack yeah some people call it a swimmy pack but i call it a fanny pack (laughs) lynn's i want to know if you know something no, I don't know much. So okay. <laughs> me either. Go ahead. Well, here is I have two pieces of breaking booze. Okay. And they're from my favorite subreddit on earth, Humanoid Encounters. It, that's the sheep and the what other story? There was like a an alien or a lizard man something. behind someone's bed or out their window or yeah, something. Yeah, a lizard man with a staff. Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I have some stories, and I want to know if you if if you can guess what this is. Uh, from the subreddit Humanoid Encounters by Reddit user Puzzleheaded League Six. Okay, and this okay. is less than twenty-four hours old. Face to face with a humanoid. Anyone know what this could be? That's the title. That's the title. All right, I'm already ready for it. My favorite part is that there's a very, very short part, and then there's a long part. And the short part's like, if you want, if if you don't want to read the whole story, here's what I saw. So I think that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> we're doing like the. The clip of it? What is those? The cliff notes. notes. The Mm -hmm. cliff notes of it. Okay. Sorry. I know it's a lot to read. Too long. Didn't read. Human looking with glowing blue skin in a tree at night. Mm. Now, uh, what is that? Music to my ears. Yeah. I love hearing that. Now, without me reading the entire story, what do you think this would be? If you were walking with just just by yourself. Okay. And you look up in a tree at night. Let's just say on your property. Let's just say in these woods. Yeah. Okay. And you see something that's a human humanoid up in a tree with glowing blue skin uh, just hanging out. What would your immediate thought be? That's a blank. I would think that it's like one of those people that eat all that one certain vitamin or bathe in that vitamin. Colloidal silver. And they turn like blue silver. Yeah. And they're just really like homeopathic. And they're like, I just am hanging out in the tree. I'm up here for health. (laughs) <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing. Climbing for health, turning blue. You know, they say uh, when you uh, are 30 feet off the ground, that's when your body digests food the best. And I'm just up. I'm elevated for health. <laughs> Sorry about my glowing blue skin. You know, that's a really good answer because I was going to say it's someone someone in the in a super secret military organization. Oh, but I like yours way better. Okay. Now, there's a fun fact. When I was living in Oregon, there were two people who would come into the grocery store where I was working that did have blue skin from bathing in colloidal silver. Yeah, that's just odd. It was, you know what? It's, it was, uh, hmm. It was interesting to see. Because I mean, do what you got to do, I guess. I guess. I mean, who knows? Maybe those people are going to live to be, I don't know, 4,000 years old, but it was hard to not... There was one guy who had a very big white beard, and it was very hard. And with the blue skin, it was hard not to think, not to be 
reminded of Papa Smurf. And I'm oh. not I'm not being I'm trying to I was gonna be say just, when they walked in, did you hear that Eiffel sixty five song blue? Oh double D double double. Yeah. <laughs> or um, they carry their own boombox and walked in with it. Because they're like, We get it, we know, we'll we'll play it for we'll you. We'll just go with it. Okay. Well so you would think it was just Do you think if they wear the color blue, they're like, Yeah, a little too much blue today. Yeah, probably. I don't think they own any blue jeans, any blue shirts. No, you can't. That's just too much blue. Yeah, it's way too much blue. Okay, I have another piece of breaking boots because that that story, it's long-winded. They saw a glowing blue thing in a tree. Okay. Didn't know what it was. No, just that. Do you want to, does anyone know what this thing is? And some people in the comments were like, nope, sure don't. But then other people were like, yep, I know exactly what that is. And a lot of people think it was an alien. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Now, I picked this one because it's short Mm -hmm. uh, comparatively and it has a very good title. Some weird crap happening around my house. Mm. Now, to me, this screams annoyed. You want it. You want it to go away. You're willing to do what it takes. You're not necessarily scared of whatever this thing might be. You're just over it. You're over it. There's some. Yeah. There's some weird crap going on. And to say crap, I think this was written by my mom, but I'm not <laughs> sure if it was. There's some weird pee pee going on around the house, and I'm over it. <laughs> There's all this loud pee pee going on outside. <laughs> here's the here's the story. I'm not going to read their uh, Reddit name because it is a little bit. It's not made for the show. Okay. So I live on the outskirts of town, and there are a few sketchy people and things. For about a month now, I've been staying up very late, like 4 a.m., and just not sleeping at all. Now, Lynn's quick question. Do you think they're playing video games? What are they doing up till 4 a.m.? Can you even imagine staying up till 4 a.m.? A lot of people do stay up till 4 a.m., though. I mean, like, when we were younger, I would stay up pretty late. Yeah, and it was like a thing that you would, well, at least for me, you'd be like, (laughs) stayed up till 4 last night. Yeah. And it was cool. And then you sleep till 1 in the afternoon the next day. But now it's like past 10 o'clock, I'm ready for bed. Yeah, I don't know why staying up late is exciting. Maybe... We just don't get it. I don't really know. I remember one time I stayed up till 4 a.m. sewing a blanket. Oh, kind of like in your wild teenage years? (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know, just crafting a blanket. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We all go through a period in our life where we like just are really rebellious and off the wall. You remember when like chat rooms were cool and like like, AOL Messenger and stuff? Yes. I would stay up till like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. like chatting with my buds. Why is it a thing... Well, you kind of answer the question. It's because they're your friends. But like when we were growing up, there were chat rooms that were specific to the town where you grew up. So we grew up in Madison, Ohio, and there was a chat room called Mad Town. And that's where everyone would chat on IRC chat. And this is like, what, like 2000, 2001? I mean, yeah. But why? what is so interesting about staying up super late and talking to people that you're going to see the next day? But you're talking to them online for hours on end. Well, you have to remember, though, when we were doing that, we didn't have Facebook or Instagram. I mean, we're old. We didn't have anything to, like, see what people were up to. So, like, you didn't even have texting. No. Texting was like you had to pay for texting. So nobody had it. Yeah. And it was like nobody had cell phones. So that was the thing. Like, that's how you chatted with your friends or like people you had crushes on or Uh, anything like that. Like you had to do it that way. And you would like be over at your friend's house and be like, okay, now chat with that person. Don't tell them I'm here. Yeah. But see if they like me back. (laughs) That was fun. Sneaky chat room games. Yeah, Yeah. they were sneaky. There were people that would just like went on there and were mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, well... I have to see you at school the next day. Yeah, you're not. And I think that's when you learned right away that just because you're behind a keyboard, you're not invincible Mm -hmm. because we're going to literally see you in class the next day. Yeah. And you're going to say, oh, I wasn't being a bully. I was just, (laughs) it's just the internet. Being a (laughs) woolly. A whaty? Yeah. Can we move on? We can move on. Okay. Uh, Staying up till 4 a.m., kind of a brag. Just not sleeping at all. I've always felt watched since I can remember. And wherever I am... That's that's always been a little weird. Okay. <laughs> He's in a prison. <laughs> might be in a pri- I feel like I'm being watched. I feel like this is weird. And I don't know why they give me access to a computer, but they do. <laughs> and they're always watching me and I get fed at certain times and I only have to exercise at certain times too. It's weird. Here it's I- so weird. I think it's aliens. Typey, type, type. Conspiracy. It's weird. They're always watching. But to get to the point, every night from 12 a.m. to 5 a.m. So they're up till 5 a.m. now? They don't sleep. 
Uh, from 12? Is this the point of the view of the alien writing in? Are they going to say, like, I feel like people are watching me, like, because he lives in a family home. Oh. And it's his point of view. It might be. Or their be. point of view. It might be. Mm. I'll yeah. let you continue with the story. I'm okay. sorry. That's okay. Hey, you know what? That's fine. <laughs> um, every night from 12 a.m. to 5 a.m., I hear something walking around and around my house. So does that mean like walking around and around, like doing laps or walking around like inside and then around like the perimeter? That's the way I took it was like walking around inside and around the outside. It's like when you say the same word twice to make the meaning stronger. I don't like you. I like like you. So yeah. They're walking around and around my house. <laughs> around and around. <laughs> uh, and then so what's the first around is walking in your house. The second around is walking the perimeter. The third around is walking the perimeter of the state that you're in. Mm-hmm. And the fourth perimeter is orbiting the planet. I hear it pass by my room every two minutes and every three or four times it passes my room. I hear a weird siren off in the distance. My dad hears the sirens and the walking as well. Now, I have seen tall, lanky, creepy shadow figures standing in the centers of the cul-de-sacs right down the street from me. Okay, well, maybe that's it. Maybe now, that's your monster right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it very, mm. yes. Uh, now, those figures I see in the sirens, I don't know at all what they could be. But the thing walking around my house may just be some... <laughs> may just be some creepy high person but it happens oh. every night maybe you have some ideas about wtf is going on we See, might the thing though with that with the tall lanky shadow figure and the sirens and it walking around that might like that look sounds like um something that was like kind of in silent hill yeah so i'm like are you just making this up are you really not up till 5 a.m you just think you are Molly just came in the room, and I feel like she's going to cause an issue. But she we're might cause keep a ruckus. Going. But we're going to keep going on. I don't know. I'm going to write there and be like, I think there's this creature living in my house. She causes a ruckus when we try to record our show, and I think she's <laughs> fighting a ghost. <laughs> yeah, she very well could be. Oh, it's our dog? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean... I would rule out the fact that it's a, quote, creepy high person, because if you said right before that, now, I hear walking around and I hear sirens. Now, there are times where I see tall shadow figures standing in the center of a cul-de-sacs around my neighborhood, but maybe that's just a coincidence. Why would the same high person walk around <laughs> and around and around your house? Are you, like, throwing jazz lettuce out your window and they're like, every time I make a lap around the house, I get more. There's new jazz lettuce. And I get more high. It's like a video game. Like, when you keep walking understand. around, it, re- it repopulates. <laughs> this is great. And when you die... When you stay, when you stand and stare at the person, they just kind of disappear after. And then a few it has seconds. like its high buddy friends, and they all stack up on top of each other so they could see what's going on. And they stand down by the cul-de-sac, and that's the d- tall shadow figure that they oh, see. Oh, they're on each other's shoulders. Yeah. Looks why good does it from have here. To, why does it have to be a high person? I don't know why it has to be a high person. Who wrote this? Was it like a 65-year-old man that was like those high people these days? Could have been again. Could have been my mom. Yeah. What's all this weird crap going yeah. on? Oh, there's some <laughs> kind of high guy walking around. Okay, high guy. See, I would just imagine a high guy would stay at home and be like, I'm going to just chill in my basement. Yeah. If Now, if if you and I were a couple of high guys, mm-hmm. I don't think we'd be breaking into people's homes or let alone the exact same home over and over and walking right. in circles hoping to find or, rolled up jazz lettuce. Yeah. Or... They could be high and they're like telling their friends, they're like, dude, this is going to be so funny. Every single night, I'm going to go do laps around this guy's house and just mess with him so bad. And then maybe, uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, put on a cool siren soundboard on your phone and let it go. Hey, Dave, blow the siren from far away. I'm just going to walk around. We're going to do this every night, dude. Like 4 a.m. Charles, Blazer. Stiffy, why, why don't you guys? <laughs> Not Stiffy can't go. Stuffy, why don't you guys get on <laughs> each other? His brother, his brother, st- Stiffy and Stuffy Stumpster, uh, get on what each was other's the name. We gave up Stephen Beaven, the Beaver friend. <laughs> 
Well, you have to give people some context to what that even is. You can't just come in hot and say Stephen Beaven. We thought we had a beaver by our house. Um, we don't know if we do. And Jordan asked me what I would name it. And I said Stephen Beaven. Yeah, Stephen Beaven the Anyways, beaver buddy. continue. Well, I mean, that's basically it. You and I could talk about high people walking around inside people's homes for, I don't know, for a while, I guess. Yeah. Lindsay... Here is my last piece of breaking booze. Okay. This is a breaking booze. Who did I dedicate this to? My portion of the show? Uh, the, I already forget. Something about the ghost that was beating up Molly or something yeah, like that? Yeah, the ghost that Molly was beating up in the other room. So I'm dedicating this last third-ish of the portion of my portion of the show yeah. to every human on Earth. Oh. Okay, Only ready? humans, though? No. Actually, that's a really good thing you just said. To okay. every organism on earth oh wow that's a lot the pentagon officially releases ufo videos oh i saw that there was a little bit leaking out of the pentagon Mm -hmm. now what's funny about this is that with everything else going on maybe this was strategic and how they released this information like uh, oh everything else is going on and there's literally a pandemic and it's very very serious and mostly sad well, probably because they're like, how do we get America to trust us again? Oh, just give them the UFO thing. They've been asking it for centuries. Well, see, I didn't think that Well, even though that is a really good point. But I was thinking they would sort of put this in there like under the radar since everything else is going on. Oh, so it wouldn't be that big of a scare? Mm-hmm. Since there are already so many trending topics, because mm. that's where everyone gets their news anyways, Okay, is from some just someone they know on Twitter. Uh, maybe they just put out this information to hide it in plain sight and be like, well, we released it. We did it. Yeah. So here's a little bit from a uh, news website. Ready? I'm ready. The Pentagon has officially released three short videos showing, quote, unidentified aerial phenomena, end quote, that had previously been released by a private company. Can you guess what that company is? Uh, Stars Academy? Yep, to the Stars Academy. (laughs) So what's kind of neat is this... With the Pentagon actually releasing these videos, they're kind of confirming or validating our friend Tom DeLonge and his company. Yeah. This is like where everything is hidden, at least what we think, you know, uh, where everything is hidden or behind closed doors at the Pentagon. If they're saying, yep, they're real, then they're real. Now, we don't know, you know, if it's space creatures or whatever, but they are unidentified right the videos show what appear to be unidentified flying objects rapidly moving while recorded by infrared cameras and i just learned how to spell infrared by reading this okay it's you know harder than i thought i don't think i've ever tried to spell it try really quick no all right (laughs) (laughs) don't put me on the spot like that because if it's hard then i'm gonna spell it wrong and that's rude okay all right. Uh, it's funny. Two of the videos contain service members reacting in awe at how quickly the objects are moving. One voice speculates that it could be a drone. The Navy previously acknowledged the veracity of the videos in September of last year. They are officially releasing them now, quote, in order to clear up any misconceptions by the public on whether or not the footage has been circulating was real or whether or not there is there is more to these videos. According to Pentagon spokesperson Sue Go. I think it's Go. G-O-U-G-H. Sue Go? Sue Go. Sure. Here's a here's a fun quote, I believe from Sue yeah, from, from Sue Go. Quote After a thorough review, the department has determined that the authorized release of these unclassified videos does not reveal any sensitive capabilities or systems and does not impinge on any subsequent investigations of military airspace incursions by unidentified aerial phenomena. That's a lot of smart stuff, but saying like, we can release these because in terms of like a national threat or a security threat, they're harmless, Mm -hmm. but they're just captivating videos. Now, what's cool about this as well is that since these things exist, the Navy now has formal guidelines for how its pilots can report when they believe they've seen possible UFOs. So it's like... Think you've seen a UFO? Follow these steps. And then you get to like do the, was it spooky? Sure was. Did they say bleep blop and gleep glorp? They sure Those did. are the questions on it? No, no, no. But oh, I mean, my word. But that's, that's what I was thinking. And I wanted to ask you, what would be on your, do you think you saw a UFO questionnaire? Are you sure it wasn't a high person? If you were to name it, what would its name be? Ble- bleeble. 
I write that in, and but I but oh, I oh, you're write answering it. my questionnaire. Yeah, but I'd write it in really legibly. Okay, what did the object look like? Okay, this one I'm I had to probably erase a few times because I like really want to be descriptive and succinct. Yeah, yeah. Shiny, moved really fast, kind of looked like a piece of rice, but really big. How big of a piece of rice? Car, and that's the next question because yeah. for some reason the questionnaire guessed that I would write the word rice. <laughs> Um, as big as a, as big as a, the new versions of the Volkswagen Bug. Okay. Cool. Thanks. That's what I would have written after that. <laughs> so here's a little bit about the, uh, a little bit on that article about the questionnaire. Uh, also from the popular news site, Navy pilots who think they may have seen unidentified flying objects will now have a detailed means of reporting unexplainable events so the military can keep track of what may or may not be happening. Uh, here's a quote. The Navy is updating and formalizing the process by which reports of any such suspected incursions can be made to the cognizant authorities. Now, cognizant, I just learned, has a Z in the word. Why are there all these words? You're hurting my brain. I know. It hurts me, too. Okay. Uh, the last little bit. The Navy does not think that aliens have been flying in U.S. airspace. But there have been a, quote, a number of reports of unauthorized and or unidentified aircraft entering various military control ranges and designated airspace in recent years. So, again, they're not saying for sure it's Bing Bong and his and his friend Gleepglorp or um, okay. Captain Laser and his sidekick um, Lil Laser. <laughs> I was just going to say Lil Laser. Lil Laser. Um, it's like, what would go great with Captain Laser? Lil Laser. Side note, I will, if you ever want to be Captain Laser, I will happily be Lil Laser. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they're not saying that, hey, everyone, mass hysteria, this is for sure a alien. They are saying that confirmed there have been unidentified flying objects with something I was reading in here with technology that does not exist anywhere on Earth. Yeah. Which to me is really fascinating. Right. Aside from the alien part, but we've seen things flying around over like military controlled regions or airspace with technology we've never seen before or never fathomed or thought could be possible zipping and zapping all over the place. And that for sure is confirmed and real by the Pentagon. Okay. Well, how do they know it's not just other countries with top secret materials that are making these things to spy? I think my answer is I don't know, but I think their answer would be like, because we know. Because we're the government. Because we're the government. Yeah. <laughs> and we do like, okay jobs. Listen, lady, we're the government <laughs> and we know what's a big fast machine and what we can do. We're the government. Yeah. They talk like how we envision Molly to talk. Yeah. Like. I work for the government. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Linz, that's all I have. I felt like I kind of had to talk about the UFO stuff from the Pentagon. Right. But what makes me feel smart, actually, is that we've talked about those exact same videos when Tom DeLong and to his company to the stars released them as well. Yeah, he's been fighting for that for a while. He has been. And our one of the what ex-front men of Blink-182 is now validated as being a UFO science wizard. All the green things bleep blorp gleeble <laughs> um captain laser lil laser is there too <laughs> those are good songs that was a good really good song yeah it was a really good song let's just pretend like it didn't happen okay well let's clean our song out of the atmosphere let's go do some haunted housekeeping yes and then we'll come back and then we'll just see what happens okay cool all right great i have a topic yeah so that might happen Okay. You might be planning something else, though. Yeah, maybe I just won't. All right. Maybe I'll just disappear. Who knows? Okay. 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 Well, we will see each and every one of you in the Haunted Housekeeping Zone in three, two, one. Welcome to the Haunted Housekeeping Zone. And guess what? We have a few things to tell you about. And they're secrets. Hee hee hee. And it's not how to clean your haunted bathroom. It's not. No, these are secrets. Again, these are. this is secret information. If you've made it this far, now you get a whole bunch of secrets. If you would like to find out more about our show, maybe check out some cool new merchandise that Lindsay designed, you can go over to SpookySpousesCast.com, do some scrolling, 
some looking around, and at the bottom of the page will be some merchandise, which is there for you. Or click the Scavengers Network logo, and it'll take you to all the other great shows on our network. You can get a long sleeve shirt, a short sleeve shirt, a blanket for yourself or your dog, and a coffee mug. And you can put whatever liquid you want inside of it. Or if you have a spooky question that you just like cannot survive if you don't ask us, you can call our spooky hotline. You can also text our spooky hotline. We just found this out because we are old and irrelevant. The phone number is 803-816-2667 or the scarier number 803-816-BOOZE, which is what ghosts say. It's very scary. Say you have a question about you have a bunch of rats that you think are actually piloting your skin suit. Maybe you have too many trees in your yard like we do and they're scaring your dog. Or they're just scaring you. And maybe one of those trees you're almost convinced you've thought you've heard say, Hey, come here really quick. Maybe the soap in the shower has started communicating with you. Telepathically? (laughs) If so, you can call or text us and let us know about it. 803-816-2667. We would love to hear from you. We would. We'll give you mediocre advice and hopefully make it better. Yeah, hopefully. Also, if you like hearing us talk, which, you know, is not for everyone, you can (laughs) rate and review our show. You can tell a friend. You can tell an enemy. We love it. We do love it. And it means a lot to us. And we do this for free all the time. We sit in our house and just blabble and blabble. And it would mean a lot to us knowing that it means a lot to you. You can go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Stonker, Crinkry, Blips, Blips Pod. You can go to the grocery store and just tell people how much you love us and then you know that counts as a review right yes that absolutely counts as a review but you have to record yourself talking to a stranger and telling them about our show or it doesn't count it does not count oh okay sorry that's okay (laughs) and as always we want to thank everybody for listening and sticking with us we're lucky to have all of you as our pod buds as our rat boat buddies or our spooky pals Stay spooky. I think the spooky house cleaning is clear. Ours is? Yeah. We're done? We're done. Okay, here's an ad for a podcast that we like. Enjoy. Hey, Eli, do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast? Hey, Ty, that sounds fun. Do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us? Nope, just you. Okay, will I be on the whole time? Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to SideCharacterQuest.com. Okay, but you promise not to kill my character, right? No promises. Uh, oh no. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) That's not... Right before you said it, I was like, I know exactly how Lindsay's going to say, welcome back. And I didn't. You didn't? No. I changed it up. You did change it up. All these UFO videos got me changing up my stuff, you know? And are there any other things that you feel like have been more changed in the last little bit? Um, I usually wear black tank tops underneath. I have a red one on today. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I know. It got really mixed up today. Yeah. It's been a weird day. (laughs) Yeah, it actually has been a weird day. It's been rainy, and it was just super foggy, and now it's cleared up a little bit. Okay, everyone, breaking news. We have a scarlet tanager outside of our window right now, (laughs) and I saw this bird. It just flew away. That's a bird. Oh, my gosh. It's a bird that Jordan saw earlier this week. I told him what it was because I had looked it up, and I had done research about it. It's back. It's back. And now he's really stoked because he knows what that bird is. I mean, it's a pretty bird. It's a really pretty bird. I'm taking a photo of it right now. Oh Are you going to put it on our Instagram or our For Twitter? Sure. For sure. It's Twitter a, birds. It's a really bad photo because I'm zooming in with my phone. Oh, my gosh. Behind the scenes. This is well, insane. Why don't like more things about birds trend on Twitter? Because it's like a bird. It's Yeah, it's called Twitter. Yeah. I don't know, but I did get a lot of photos of the scarlet tanager. Look this bird up. Oh, my gosh. It is so, it's violently red. Wow. What a beautiful experience we had. 
Are we ready to get back to some spooky stuff? Or? Yeah. Are you sad I talked about the bird? No, I'm not okay. sad that you talked about the bird. I just, yeah. Okay. You just got really stoked. Like every time you see this bird, you get very stoked. It's a beautiful bird. It is a beautiful bird. I just don't think, yeah. We saw a redheaded woodpecker um, also, what, last week? Mm-hmm. And I thought Jordan was going to crash the car. But <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, if you really want to excite Jordan, just show him a bird, I guess. With a little bit of red on it. Put yeah. a bird on it. I know cardinals exist. Yeah. My story this week um, comes from the New York Post. It's actually been all over the news. Didn't even hear about it until now. But a man named Brent Underwood um, is learning a tough lesson right now. And I'll tell you why. He bought a town in California, which was an old mining town. And it's called Cerro Gordo. I'm sure you probably roll the R's, I would imagine. But I can't. you, You can roll your R's. You want me to say it? Cerro Gordo. Is it C E R O? C-E-R-R-O, and then G-O-R-D-O. Oh, Cerro Gordo. I bet you that's how it's pronounced. For sure. But anyways, it was an old mining town. It's been since abandoned. Well, Brent Underwood, um, he's a 32-year-old marketer, and he kind of just wants to bring this town back. It's like an old western-y looking town. It's really, really cool. That's cool. But it's basically a ghost town. And he bought it for $1.4 million in 2018. So he's been kind of slowly working on rebuilding this town. He bought an entire town for yeah. a little over a million bucks. Yeah, it's like a ghost town. I mean, wow. it's like this decrepit ghost town in the middle of nowhere, California. But I mean, even then, buying an entire town, like there are there are homes that people buy that have like, okay, so what do you want? A house with a pool? Or an entire town. Well, let me tell you some things about the town, and then maybe you'll understand why he got maybe such a steal on this town. Okay. Okay, so he bought this town. He has um, some people that stay out there, but he has one full-time caretaker that takes care of it, and his name is Robert. Well, ever since the whole coronavirus has happened, Robert is like, I need to go spend time with my wife. I'm I'm nervous because I have wife and kids and all this stuff. And Brent, the owner, was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll go out there and watch it for a week or something. And this is when it first happened. Well, we all didn't know that the coronavirus was going to happen for months. Yeah. And so Brent is still there. He's still in Um, Cerro Gordo. Yes. And it was a silver mining town, but he was trying to rebuild it. And he went there. And in that week, it got five feet of snow. Whoa. Really? Yes. So he is literally like stuck there. Like he is. Five foot. Yeah, he is quarantined there. He's basically taking shelter. Um, There is no running water as of right now. And he is completely trapped by the snowstorm. Oh, so, uh, I mean, what a, you know, what a pickle. Yeah, he said it snowed for four days. He got there and it started snowing and he didn't realize it was going to continue to keep snowing. Um, He said that the reason he can't get out is because to the closest road from this town, just to give you an idea how remote it is, it's seven miles just down a steep hill to get to a road and you have five feet of snow. So in order not not to get to the next town is seven miles, but to no. get to a road, to our road. Yes. And that road will be 26 more miles away to his nearest town. And even that town is a 35 person town without grocery stores. So, so he's stuck. Is he getting like helicoptered in like cup of noodles or? No, because it's so hilly and steep and there's so much snow like he can't even have that. But he does have electricity and stuff. So he has access to communicate. But he's just kind of hanging tight. There was a bunch of bread and vegetables and rice and tuna there. So he's been living off that. He His current status right now is he's been melting snow for water because there's no yeah. running water. Yeah. And um, he does have electricity to heat the water up and boil it. But he is currently out of bread and vegetables. And he thinks he has enough rice and canned tuna to get him for a while, at least until the snow melts. Oh, my gosh. So he's in good. They said he's in good spirits. He's still working remotely. He's managing. um, What? Yeah, he owns a 
um, he owns some kind of businesses and stuff in um, Texas. So he's working remote with his team in Texas and just kind of doing his thing, keeping in contact, basically boiling water to drink and eating rice and tuna just to survive. He's literally living in an abandoned mining, probably, probably haunted town. Well, that's the other thing. (laughs) Okay, really quick, before you get to the ghosts. Yeah. So how many, I mean, I mean, like, I don't even know how to fathom that. Like, I'm trying to think of questions or like something a little silly, but I don't know how I would even fathom living in a town with only electricity thankfully there's electricity right and thank and thankfully he has a wireless provider i'm assuming that's like very good yeah he has satellite internet wow i mean can you believe that yeah well that's not even the biggest thing is like yeah communication is really important but like you are completely abandoned and alone in this old town i guess well one positive is that you could walk around nude as much as you'd like well, it's really cold. He has five feet of snow. Yeah, I mean, maybe you like create a fun game. I, I don't know, like maybe you like uh, do a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> now, you do have to keep in mind that, you know, it's not like he is completely freezing or anything like that. Like he has electricity mm-hmm. and his caretaker stays there for the most part. So his caretaker obviously has more access to get stuff and stocks up when he is there. Yeah. But like... There's blankets and pillow. Like, he has some stuff. I'm sure it's not the most comfortable, but he has some stuff. But he bought this town because it does have a reputation of being a very violent old ghost town. Okay, now that's... The word violent in front of ghost town is one you really don't want to hear. Uh, Yeah, well, the ghost adventures that show actually did an investigation there, and they picked up a lot of weird thing. Weird things that happened there. Um, They think it was haunted by the ghost of two children who died after being trapped in a closet there. It was a mining town. So you have to keep in mind, this is like cowboy time and mining and people were shooting each other. They think that someone was at least shot and killed or murdered every single week for like years how do they how do they put those numbers together because (laughs) miners would come to town find a bunch of silver yeah and then people would come in and try to rob them like bandits and stuff i just think that that's so funny to think like i don't know an average of one person shot and killed per week in cerro gordo (laughs) (laughs) i mean it was a violent town no kidding the room that the ghost adventures said that they heard two children um, is the same room that Brent is staying in. Oh, He good. said, I stay in the room with the supposed ghost children. Um, I have not heard or seen them yet. Okay. So he has not heard them, but he did say it does not mean that there aren't spooky things happening. Okay. Um, he is constantly seeing things move around. He sees curtains move. Um, when there's no draft, he's also hearing things at night. He said they're just too odd to explain. Has he ever considered that it might be a high person just wandering around? <laughs> this abandoned town. Well, that was, that's kind of what makes it a little creepier. It's like, unless it's animals, like, who would be out there? Like, he's stuck. Yeah, and I guess it really is so, so remote that there literally would not be any person there. Yeah. So you kind of have to go every noise you hear, you go, well, either an animal or a ghost for sure. Yeah. Um, He said that a light in the bunkhouse that he's staying keeps turning on and off. Um, His wallet recently disappeared for two days only to reappear in a shelf of the town hotel. Now that you really don't want to happen. He said it was a bit freaky. The only reason he found it was because he figured he'd go over there and clean up the hotel. So he's still putting in some work cleaning up this place. Yeah, I mean, he's stuck there. He's working remote through stuff. But what are you going to do all day? I mean, he's been there for two months now. (laughs) I don't know what I would be doing, honestly, like except for cleaning, maybe, I don't know, I guess doing exactly what he's doing. Yeah, he's basically doing it right. He said for the most part... I leave the ghosts or whatever they are alone, and they leave me alone. He's like, I try to respect their space, and they respect mine. Oh, my gosh. So this guy's a really positive dude. (laughs) Yeah. I would be freaking out. I would be, yeah, this would not be fun for me. I could safely say that I would be having a bad time. 
Yeah. He said that the town is beautiful and he's working really, really hard to restore and have it as a travel destination. I mean, if anything, all this news and all this stuff and this story of him being trapped there is in a weird backwards kind of way. I mean, it is a lot of publicity for the town. Oh, yeah. He, you know, is basically, I mean, I don't know. He bought this town and he basically is like really getting in the heart of it, I guess. I don't know. Like he basically just says it like this town's already been through the Spanish influenza. So I guess it's just going to go through another one and it's still kicking. Yeah, so. with one person living in it. Uh, he said he keeps finding a bunch of artifacts, which are very interesting um, from anything from guns to old newspapers, which I think would be really, really cool. Oh, that would be sweet. He still has five employees in Austin, Texas, and he's just doing that through his satellite internet. He has a pair of crow friends. Oh, that's really cool, actually. Uh, he named them Heckle and Jekyll. Okay. And he said that he kind of thinks he's crazy sometimes because he talks to them as though they're people. But when you're isolated like that, I mean, you kind of have to have something. If that would be my saving grace is to have some crow friends or some possum pals or something. I would need someone or something to talk to. And if it were crows, that's a win-win because I think crows are very cool. Oh, yeah. I did a little research, too, when the ghost adventures were there, just the spooky aspect of it and kind of what happened in this town. Um, it The Cerro Gordo. You say it better. Cerro Gordo. <laughs> Watch, that's probably not even how you say it. It's actually pronounced... Churu Gungrun. It translates to Fat Hill. Oh, okay. Well, Gordo is fat. Okay, fat so great. Yeah. Um, It's a town nestled 8,500 feet above sea level in the Inyo Mountains of California near Death Valley. Just so you guys can get an idea of where this place is. Um, <laughs> it's near Death Valley. <laughs> <laughs> you'll need a vehicle with four-wheel drive to handle the treacherous drive through the mountains. So you add five feet of snow on that, yeah, you're you're stuck. You're you're there. It was home to gunfights, mining accidents, and rampant disease. It was a rough and old west mining town, but now very much so a ghost town. There are many murders that happened in this town. <laughs> um, oh my so gosh. It seems like 1867, miners went there, they started getting killed, and they were basically being killed the whole time. But yeah, several guests have said that the Belshaw House has reported many paranormal sightings, including two children's spirits, which the ghost adventurers said that they also heard the children's spirits. But this guy, Brent, has not heard anything with the kids yet. Any coincidence that there are supposed to be two children's spirits and Brent made two friends that are crows? So maybe oh. those crows have some child energy. Maybe he's just not thinking about those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a few buildings that are still left. Obviously, there's hotels and, you know, saloons and everything, which, which Brent's trying to restore. But there is an old cemetery. It's unknown how many people are buried in the cemetery. The official records were burned in a fire. And many uh, of, of the old grave markers were made of wood. So it disintegrated over time. Okay, naturally. Yeah, for sure. Um, not only were there a bunch of murders there, there was a huge mining accident when a failed tunnel caved in and killed oh. approximately 30 men, which their bodies are still buried there today. Now, that's not a good accident, you know, if you think about it. No, <laughs> that sucks. It's not good. Um, Just when you're like, okay, ghost, murder, great. You know, I can handle that. Well, there's also UFO sightings there. Now we're talking. Um, The paranormal activity here isn't confined just to ghosts. The caretaker, Robert, his caretaker, has reported that his wife and his children have also seen UFOs while staying in the town. Considering that it's only 100 miles away from Area 51, doesn't surprise me. There we go. Now, maybe for the next Area 51 uh, party time, everyone just commutes up to Cerro Gordo and stays in the hotel there and has a party up there. They at least have electricity. Well, that's where they could have had the uh, storm, the Area 51. That's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The hotel where he said he found his wallet, there was a man shot in the poker room. 
there is still bullet holes and blood stains where the man lost his life. Oh, maybe clean those up relatively quick. <laughs> I mean, just it's not like an awesome town. It's like I'm glad someone's like buying it and fixing it up. But like, yeah, it was a pretty corrupt, crazy mining town that's really hard to get to. And the owner is just embracing it right now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It seems like he's really embracing it. I wouldn't be surprised if after this he just sold it. And he was like, you know what? I think we're good. <laughs> see, I, I mean, I could either see him. This is going to sound like a no duh, but maybe it is. That's why I could either see him selling it and going, I'm good. Or like really digging his heels in and going, I'm moving here. I'm going to make this town the best. <laughs> I already lived here for a while. I have Heckle and Jekyll here. I can't leave them behind. Right. Because now you have friends yeah, there. Yeah, you sure do. That's animal hard. friends. Your gateway to the animal kingdom. Well, if you become really good friends with Heckle and Jekyll, they can fly. So like maybe you can train because crows are really smart. So maybe Very smart. you can train your crows to like go get you some more bread. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. You could teach them what something is just by the word. So you could like try to describe what bread is to a crow without them, especially these mountain crows. Yeah. Without them ever having seen bread. You just say bread, long, white, soft <laughs> sandwiches you can toast it you do that for maybe a year and then maybe the crow develops like oh i know what i'm looking for now mm. and they fly to a town maybe they bring you back a potato by accident at first or they bring you, you back still eat that. loose mayonnaise at first and then maybe just like the mayonnaise is lo like shooting everywhere yeah like, only like, a little bits left on their little tiny claws well i went yes and i went there because it was like okay big and white on the inside like a potato mm. crust on the outside potato does look a lot like white bread if you think about it <laughs> at least to a crow to a crow a potato it looks could, a lot yeah, like bread. it could and then you say no heckle and jekyll it's softer than that it's not as firm and they go got it okay we'll come back with a twinkie they come back with a twinkie and you're, and you're like close but bigger i need a lot bigger than that the outside part is what i want the inside part that's kind of like the mayonnaise you brought mm -hmm. and then they learn over time to bring you very good bread yeah i think you could do it yeah i mean you could definitely try well brent uh i know you'll probably never hear this but i hope you're okay yeah he seems like he's kicking it and when this town is open, who knows? Maybe Lindsay and I will uh, spend a night in the hotel and just come there and just relax and meet the and meet the birds. Maybe. Lindsay, thank you for your story. You're welcome. Would you like to take a voicemail from our haunted hotline? Yeah, of course I would. Yeah, me too. So, listeners, uh, if you'd like to call our haunted hotline or text our haunted hotline and leave us a voicemail or ask us a question or whatever, you absolutely can whenever you want. The phone number is 803 816-2667 and uh yep whenever you want Linz, are you ready i'm ready hello jordan and Lindsay, aka the spooky Stoppers. this is corbin from podville and i have a question that maybe only you can help me with i have recently started trying to eat more healthy and one of the things that i discovered is you know what i love beans beans are great and so i started uh eating Lots of beans. I figured out a way to make my own beans from dry that are very delicious. And But I, I also learned that uh, when I eat those beans, uh, I think sometimes it feels like there's a ghost in my tummy. So I don't know if my beans are haunted um, or if there's something I can do about that. Um, I wasn't sure, but then I, I found out that uh, I evidently have gout and beans can make that gout go all crazy and then my feet can't walk. And so I'm pretty sure that these beans are haunted and they're trying to destroy me from the inside. But what can I do? Because I love beans, but I want them to not be haunted. Do you have any tips for how to exercise these beans? Thank you. Love the show. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, I don't really know how to exercise a bean, no. but... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I have an idea. Okay. Now, are you talking about the demon exercising or like cardio? Both. I don't know how to exercise a bean anyway. Okay. But, okay, you love beans. You want to eat beans, but you can't have beans. Dilemma, dilemma, dilemma. Because they're haunted for your body. Yes. What if you disguise other foods to look like beans? This is so cool. I love I love the way your brain works so much because I, yeah, I wasn't going to think of anything nearly as cool as what you just said. If you make your rice look like beans okay so like rice are smaller than beans like maybe you... <laughs> for those of you who don't know rice, <laughs> rice is smaller than beans 
Maybe you put a magnifying glass to your rice and you're like, oh, they're bigger, they're beans. <laughs> or you cook the rice and then you smash them into a bean form. Mm-hmm. And then you put each little bean that you have now made into your bowl and you're like, oh boy, gonna have a whole bowl of beans. That's good. Yeah, so you might need to get a bean mold, which... Um, oh, that's a good idea. I'm mm-hmm. sure you can get, I don't know, at your local mold store. Uh, or if you know anyone Go who's... to Jelly Belly. I'm sure they have bean molds. I mean, th- those oh, are yeah. bean shaped. Or just eat Jelly Bellies. Oh my gosh. Dip your dip, dip them, dip your beans, Corbin. Corbin, you need to dip your beans. Buy a bunch of jelly bellies or any food that you want. If mm-hmm. it needs pre-molded, then you pre-mold it. You have your main course beans, your or you have your breakfast beans, your lunch beans, your snack beans, your dinner beans, mm-hmm. and then your dessert beans, which are just jelly beans. But all of those beans, you need to dip in some sort of a dye or a coating that makes them look like other beans yeah or like a chocolate or something like maybe a milk chocolate it can kind of have that reddish brownish look which Mm -hmm. can be like a kidney bean Mm -hmm. or like white chocolate for like the other beans i don't know a lot of beans okay maybe if you need something more like i don't know like northwest northern beans like those are whitish the great northern beans yeah yeah which is also my favorite cryptid the 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 great (laughs) northern bean so wait do you, think, oh. do you think Jelly Belly has jelly beans that just taste like beans? Okay, they Jelly Belly. This is so. This is so fun. Okay, and why is, don't they? Well, I think they do. Okay, they so taste like like baked beans. We were just talking about the Pentagon. Yeah, we we're just talking about, and and we talk about a lot government organizations that hide. What's the word? Uh, controversial technology and like okay. groundbreaking tech. Jelly Belly. I'm sure they have their equivalent to an Area 51 or to a Pentagon. Mm-hmm. It might be called, I don't know what it would be called. Uh, I Operation G-Belly. G, G <laughs> G-Belly? I went into that not with no plan yeah, and were, it came out, you know, okay. Great. It came out awesome. Mm, okay. Okay, so Operation, they, they have their G-Belly headquarters and yeah. G stands for it's gross slash good. You know, it's kind of up to you. Yeah. So they have their G-Belly headquarters Probably, if it's not somewhere by Cerro Gordo, it's somewhere far underneath the Jelly Belly factory, mm-hmm. where they're doing um, super experimental jelly bean flavors that have the exact same texture and flavor as a real bean, but they're not made up of real beans. They're made, they're Jelly Bellies. It's like impossible beans. Yeah. but or just, <laughs> Yeah, or just like, <laughs> yeah, like either impossible beans or they are Jelly Bellies that just taste like beans. Yes. They can still have the Jelly Belly texture. Oh, see, I, yeah. And they, and I'm sure. Because if they don't, then you basically have a bean. (laughs) Yeah, but it's not made of bean material. So what is it even made of? What is it made of, though? Impossible bean. (laughs) I mean, no one knows what the Impossible Burgers are made out of. No one even, not even the people who make it. Yeah. So you have Impossible Bean. So that could be a thing in the G-Belly headquarters. Mm -hmm. But what can you, okay, so what can Corbin do now? Right now. And I don't want the answer to be don't eat beans because you love them so much. Right. Well, that's why I said you can disguise other foods as yes. beans. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, I Until guess we already Until Jelly have Belly that. gets their stuff together mm-hmm. and does a Jelly Belly baked bean. What do you think the easiest... Okay. So, what are some non-bean foods, if we can think of any, mm-hmm. um, that are that would be easily disguised as beans quick? Mashed potatoes. You shape them? Shape them. Get a bean mold. Easily shapeable as beans. Yeah. I could see that. Like I said, rice. I mean, rice, rice you could shape. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? well, we need to know what in the bean makes his belly haunted. Yeah, and that's the part I don't because know. Because we also don't want to give him like, oh, potatoes and rice, and you can't have those either. Maybe there's something in, there, in, in those as well that haunts his stomach. Yeah. I mean, eh, my go-to answer would just be there's a tiny ghost in every bean, but then it's like, what was a bean before it was a bean that now it has a ghost in it? Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know this, either. Is it the same thing? Like, has anyone ever tried putting a putting a dry bean in a microwave and it, will it pop like popcorn? Like, I, I I like to think that popcorn, little popcorn kernels are haunted and they pop and release the spirit. And then that's why it tastes so good. Because spirits taste good? No, because they released it. So it's like, finally, now oh. it's edible. Finally. Well, you could try to put your beans in the microwave. I, it's not going to help you from eating beans. No. But you could just do it to see what happens. 
Yeah, science time with, you know, you can have a little science corner. Yeah, science corner. Um, you could, Well, if you already have a bean mold or you make one, you could like do cake bean. <laughs> like cake bean. You make cakes. Uh-huh. Um, cookie bean. Mm, yum. Um, maybe you just put them into liquid capsules shaped like beans and they pop in your oh. mouth and they taste like beans, like gushers. Ooh, Gusher beans. But that's kind of like similar to the Jelly Belly, you know. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, I think your best. What if you don't chew them? Oh, you Does just swallow them right count? away. Well, that still goes in your belly, right? Yeah, and I guess know, that was stupid. That might... no, it wasn't stupid. No, hey, come just on, swallow <laughs> beans like pills. But well, I don't know if it would be a great idea to swallow the dry beans. Yeah, because those could swell up, and I think your stomach would be extra haunted. Yeah, don't do that. I think your best course of action right now, Corbin, is doing exactly what Lindsay said and cook. A lot of food, make it very soft and mold it into the shape of beans. It's labor intensive, but yeah. I mean, your kids could help you do it. Or like have somebody make food for you and then be like, these are beans, but you're blindfolded and then you think they're beans and then you just eat them and you're like, mm, these beans taste like spaghetti, but okay, you said they were beans. What if you do the exact same thing with a bowl of beans if you're blindfolded, if you don't know you're eating beans, if you can't see the beans, mm-hmm. then maybe there's something that happens psychologically that triggers your stomach to go, up, oh, haunted stomach, here, yeah. come, here come toots. Then maybe you, if you if you don't see the food when you eat it, I'm gonna write a letter to Jelly Belly and see if they have baked beans or like farva bean flavor jelly beans. There are those weird candies that were really popular oh, with Boston like, baked beans. Yeah, which is so nice to say. Boston baked beans. It's so gross to think about. Yeah. Does anybody eat those? I used to eat them when I was younger. Do I, they taste like beans? No, they don't taste good though. Are they just sugary? They're like sugary and they taste a little bit like, uh, like musty. Ew. Yeah. Like not an armpit, but they taste a little bit like they're like every single one. You're like, is this, is this too old to eat? This tastes old, (laughs) but that might be the case. I also don't know what maniac was like, "Mm, I love beans. Wish I could eat them for dessert. Oh, I'll make make them, I'll turn them into candy. Well, that's what we're basically trying to say with Jelly Belly. Yeah, but we're, I don't think they made Boston baked beans to save somebody's life. And we're trying to help Corbin's livelihood. That's true. Well, that's all I got. I mean. Shape your food. Shape your food. Cake beans or, you know. Blindfold yourself when you eat. Jelly Belly beans. Yeah, blindfold yourself and then just be sick. What was that? What was that movie that everyone said was really good that wasn't very good? Bird Box? Yeah. Yeah, you could do the bird box challenge, but with beans, where you blindfold what? yourself. Oh. And then just eat beans. You don't you don't go down a river with children in the raft. You just sit in your home. Yeah, don't. And blindfold <laughs> yourself and eat beans. Spoilers. Bird don't, box. <laughs> don't have your kids in a raft while you're eating your beans. I mean, this is going to end in tragedy, but yeah. that's all I got. Yeah. That's, that's the best I can do. If I come up with anything else, I mean. <laughs> you'll be the first to know. You'll be the first to know, for sure. <laughs> But that's it. Oh, you know, I think that was the best job we've done yet. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's saying a lot. <laughs> well, hey, we would like to thank our friends over at Native Language Clothing. Uh, you can go to nativelanguageclothing.com or their Instagram, Native Language Co. Do some scrolling around on their website, fun, find some fun, cool new drip, and use the promo code Spooky Spouses, all lowercase, all one word on checkout for 30% off. We'd also like to uh, give a shout out to our creative little buddy, Eli Rexford Chambers. You can find him at Eli Who Does Music. He wrote the theme song that you hear at the beginning, the middle, and the end, and he has flute arms. He does have flute arms. Can you say Can you say his name one more time? Eli Rexford Chambers. Wow. said wow. Oh, you got a new soundboard? No, it's the same one. Okay. We would also like to thank everybody over at the Scavengers Network. Uh, it's a fun family of fun shows and fun people. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com and check out all the other great shows on the network. You can also go to spookyspousescast.com and check out our fun, you know, cute landing page and check out the merch we have there. And then also go check out the other shows just by clicking on the Scavengers Network logo like every other websites and how they work. We'd also like to thank each and every one of you, because without you, there is no us. Well, there is, but we just talk to no one, and that's just sad. It is a little bit sad, but I also, spoiler, Lindsay and I talk 
a lot. Yeah, to go each figure. Other. It's actually it's very nice. I think that we had to start this podcast because otherwise we would just talk each other to death. Mm-hmm. But it would. But you know what? What a sweet and welcome to death. Maybe we've already talked each other to death, and we're ghosts, and nobody knows that. We might be. I don't know. Hey, I also want to say thanks to everybody as well. Um, there, are a, a few of you called the hotline uh, unprompted and said happy birthday to me, and that I just thought that was very nice. So it thank you very, very nice. thank you very much. You made me feel very special. So thank you very much. You're a special boy. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> okay. Well, until next Monday, I hope that each of you, you know, wherever, find two new friends that are the, the exact same animal, doesn't necessarily need to be crows, and you train them to find you food by way of just describing to them what the food looks like. And I hope this week everybody writes a letter to Jelly Belly asking them why we don't have fake beans that taste like real beans. We know they have the molds. And we want them all. We want black beans, black-eyed peas, uh, refried beans, like a jelly bean paste. Yeah, I want them all. Every you have bean. the equipment. And make them make them cute. Put them in a can too. You have it. You you have to use a can opener. And then you get your jelly beans out. It'd be cute. Why doesn't jelly bean? They already have bean shaped things. Yeah. Why don't they put them in cans? Why wasn't that? And also, it's probably cheaper packaging. You yeah. can recycle it. Yep. And it's cooler. Yep. And why wasn't bean flavored the first flavor Jelly Belly? We could talk about this all day, but let's everybody, just... if you want to, we don't say this often. Tweet at Jelly Belly and say like, "Where's the bean flavor?" Yeah, where's the baked beans? Where where the beans at? Okay, <laughs> well we're out of here. Uh, until next Monday, have a great week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Lemons. Keep it going. Tomatoes. Mm hmm. Cabbage. Mm hmm. Kale. Mm hmm. Wheat. What? Wheat. These are the things that I grow. Where? On my farm. Okay. Real life or no? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Pancake Farm. You're talking about Stardew Valley? No. What are you talking Okay. Just yeah. In- okay. What's, you- what's the name of your farmer? Uh, Funky Jean. Okay, what's your horse's name? Uh, Brilly. And what is your dog's name? Snuppley. Okay, and how many honey honey containers do you have? A lot. How many do you have? You have like 10. Something like that. I love the bees. Well? Please. Hmm? Please? Bees. <laughs> okay. Okay. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. PodCube, podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery, recorded on location in 1880. Simply search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit PoweredByPodCube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. <laughs>